I don't know what I want to do today. I do know what I want to do today. I just hope I can do what I want to do today and say what I want to say and and it be to where the whole message is not just one sentence because everything's edited out. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I will do my best. Yeah, I would not tell Tammy what it is. There again, people wanted mirrors set up here so that they could see your reaction. I would not tell her because she would not be here today because of stomach problems. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to, you know, spare her that and just let her just enjoy it with the rest of us. As uh, we can all have Pepto-Bismol when it's over with. Maybe that's why we're in pink, in case y'all wonder. Okay. I was uh, talking with Tiffany the other day in Jeremiah, and she said that she saw this uh, somewhere. Where you stare is where you steer. That's a message in itself. And I said, that, that is the name. I couldn't figure out what to call this. <clears throat> but really, this is, is important. Because what are our desires, and I just want to pick up, because we talked about there's the desires of the flesh, and they are the desires of the Spirit. If you are staring at the things of the flesh, that's where you're headed. And if you're, if you're, I mean, if you're staring at the things of the Spirit, then naturally your car will go where it needs to go. Amen? So I just thought that within that, if, if we can't, this right here, if you get this, you can understand everything else in Scripture. You know, because we need to stay focused on what this word is. If we will stare at the things that Yahweh wants us staring at, then our steering, we ain't going to have a problem. Amen? So, but with that, what I wanted to do was, is I did want to, let's look at verse uh, 16, 17, and then 20 in Galatians chapter 5. Just want to go back and just use this word. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit that you will not gratify or stare at the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing, keep you from going, keep you from steering, keep you from doing the things that you want to do. You see what, how this works? It's just, I like this. Our desires, so what are, what are our desires? We're, we're talking about is we're heading towards Sukkot. We've been talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit, you know, in, in the garden that we're heading for is a well-watered garden. And that's what makes it that way. Guys, we, we have, I mean, we've touched this many times before about the works of the flesh. You look at that list, if you're practicing these in that list, you will not enter the kingdom. I didn't say that. Paul said that. Take it up with him. Okay? But I'm just repeating what he says because he's smarter than I am. He understands exactly what's going on here. So, I did want to capitalize on a couple of words uh, in the works of the flesh. And this is where I hope that I can do it justice. Okay, because if we have to, as I'm going through this, and I'm going to be talking about the word witchcraft and the word drunkenness, but you have to understand, I'm trying to get this word back in the days that Paul is talking about in the days of the scriptures that it is written. Okay, so verse, where's my 
Where's verse 20 at? Okay, in verse 20, well, let me just read, start at 19. The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensualities, idolatry, sorcery. Now, mine has sorcery here. And that word sorcery in verse 20 is going to be pharmakeia. And this is what I wanted to grab was this, this word, because it's Greek, and Greek used the word pharmakeia. And so it is what it is, but that word is either witchcraft or sorcery. And then it goes on and it talks about jealousies, fits of angers. And then in verse 21, it says envy and drunkenness. Now, we talked about orgies the other day. Orgies is not what we thought they were. They ended up being really Mardi Gras. <laughs> it ended up being Bacchus, and it ended up being the parades and all of these things. So what I wanted to do is, is I have a couple of people. One is Dr. Scott Johnson. He's a minister. He's a theologian. Uh, he had made um, a little, I just took something from his little notes. But this is what I want to say first. And I want to, I'm going to say it now. And I'm going to say it at the end. And if I don't say it at the end, I want y'all to remind me to say it at the end. Because in case somebody doesn't hear it, and we are broadcasting, and we are taping. So somebody may jump into the middle of something and not hear this. If you're on medication by a doctor, do not get off of your medication. I am not telling you to get off your medication. Y'all all understand that. Give me a, a head nod. That's right. And you can do the camera up and down too. That's good. So that the camera knows. Because, see, here's the thing. The thing about it is, is this. There are people, I'm going to use it as an example. There are people that are on insulin. Their body doesn't produce insulin. And now I will tell you that there are some people that need insulin and probably will need it all their life because it was... Uh, whatever happens at birth. I will share with you about my brother, because I can. Uh, my brother uh, was uh, very overweight at one time, and because of his uh, overweightness, uh, he developed diabetes. But since his stroke, he's been on a serious diet, because the children has made him on a diet he can't communicate, other than he can point and say he wants a cookie, but he ain't getting it. And you say he can't go to the store anymore to do anything, so he only eats what they, and everything that he eats is, is there's no fried and there's no sweet. So he has been on a, because they want him to live. So now that he is, for the last couple of years that he's been on a strict diet, he is now at a place in his life that he doesn't need the insulin anymore. Because the reason why he needed it was because he induced it because his desires for food uh, caused him to have to have that. But to understand this, I'm just track with me. I have a doctor over here, and he will. I told him to feel free to help me if I step off in a quicksand. Pull me out, please. Rope me around the waist, not around the neck, and then pull me out of the hole. But understandable, as a doctor would do, with my brother losing a hundred plus pounds. He can't have the same amount of insulin that he once had because of body weight. So if he did, then that would make him sick. And so since he's lost more than that, then you, you see what happens is, but the doctor's doing this. And I do want to say this.
This word witchcraft, and this is what we're going to talk about, and you have to get this. This is talking about the occult system. This is not talking about an aspirin. This is not talking about um, something that's not going to make you hallucinate and cause you. Uh, you can take all the penicillin you would like to. You're not going to hallucinate. Okay? It's just now if you're allergic to penicillin, guess what? It's a bad. It's bad. You can die. But you may have to use another antibiotic. So I just want to throw that out there as a something right off the bat. Disclaimer. That. B12 is not going to hurt you, but probably an aspirin is not going to hurt you either if you need it. But you don't live on aspirin, you don't live on these things, and you don't overdo it. I'm just going to say this, ivermectin, <laughs> I just took a little bit, it didn't affect me much. But anyway, but uh, no, I hadn't taken it. We ordered it, but I ain't taking it yet. I'm just sort of afraid it's going to make me he and hawing. Paw it to ground. I don't know. But here's the deal. The thing about it is, is this. Is if you feel that, look, Dr. Google is not the place to get your information. You know, Tiffany uh, Morgan, she studied, and I'm not an herbologist. I don't know if you call them herbologists, but she's one that's naturopathic is what she's done. And uh, Casey here, doctor, he knows in medicine. What I'm saying is, is, guys, we have resources, and the Father places resources in the community. We need to use those resources. Don't kill them, but do, re, do do that and because they really know. So all I'm saying is, is there are things out there that can help us, but at the same time, nothing, and I will just say this, no medication, I don't think, in, in the Father's was designed for us to live on it all our lives. But because of maybe the foods and maybe where we're at today and where we're at and the curses and all of that, maybe there is, a, like, like I say, insulin. If somebody, I, I don't know, I'm just here, I'm just telling you that there's a balance here because some people are on both extremes and they won't fellowship either extremes and everybody's an expert. And I am telling you right now, I'm not an expert, but according to Scripture, I'm going to look at this word witchcraft they, it, it's Greek, it's pharmakeia, they named it, and, and while the medicine field decided just to follow suit with that name, that's on them, but it's just where it's at. But that's where we're headed in this. So hopefully in this disclaimer, you guys will know, and don't freak out, because I do not want you, if you're under doctor's care, that's serious business. I am not your doctor, and I am not telling you to bail on anything from your doctor. I just want to make it very clear. Tammy, if you get nervous... And you don't think that I explained something very well, take your liberty. Okay? Just to let you say, I don't want to go home and you be sick. <clears throat> okay. Dr. Scott Johnson said this. He said, pharmakeia is a form of the Greek word or the Greek root word, which comes uh, where we, we get our English word pharmacy, pharmacist, and pharmaceutical. Now, here's the thing. He says, in the Bible, and this is what we're talking about, in the Bible, we're not talking about down the street on Cowart Street, okay? We're talking about in the Bible. In the Bible, pharmakeia carried with it the idea of sorcery, occultism, and black magic. In other words, Luke, we have a Dr. Luke. He was a what in the script? He was a physician. 
He was not a sorcerer. He, he didn't operate in witchcraft. He was a bona fide physician. If he operated in witchcraft, he wouldn't have wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Yahweh wouldn't have let him pen that if he was a sorcerer, but he was a physician, okay? So we see here that he's talking about people who's operating that's really operating to call down gods. Let me give you an example. Our brother Saul, which is King Saul, what did he do? He called the witch of Endor. He called a sorceress. But do you know what happened was? Is he got in so much trouble because he wouldn't obey Yahweh. He wouldn't obey Yahweh. And when he wouldn't obey Yahweh, then Samuel went to him and said, what? You're done. Here's a fork. Stick yourself. You're done. It's over with. He has stripped your kingdom. Saul didn't like it. Saul was nervous. But time goes on. Samuel leaves. But Samuel dies. But who does Saul always depend on? His passy was who? That's right, was Samuel. His binky was Samuel. That was his thing. He needed Samuel. Now Samuel's gone. So he knows now that he don't have this relationship here anymore. Samuel's gone. What am I going to do? So he goes and he looks for a, disguises himself, and he goes looks for himself a sorceress. Not to go look for a sorceress to get answers from her, but to get answers from who? Samuel. So she's over here conjuring up and getting the spirit Samuel, and Samuel sort of shows up. Yahweh allows this situation to happen. And so you see what happens is, is sometimes people can try to go and use the bad to try to grab from the good. I need Samuel. Yahweh don't let me have him, but I need him. I will do anything I can to get Samuel. So he goes to the bad to try to ask the good. This is what this is all about. They use this occultism to necromancy, call up the dead, ask for spirits and all that. This is what pharmacia is about. It is not about aspirin. Okay, guys? Just try it. But I have to say something that witchcraft and drunkenness and drug use is a problem. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Okay, so it says, in this sense that Paul used the term in Galatians 5.20 as the word witchcraft, it's also used two other places, Revelation 19.21 and 18.23, but it's used as the word sorcery. Now, there's the word sorcery also used in, in Acts, and we'll go there in just a moment, but it's used magic. It's not used for sorcery or witchcraft or pharmacia. It's really the word magic. We sort of like the magi whenever they came from the east. It's that same word. It says, uh, do you find it rather disturbing, though, that approximately 60% of the population are, taste, are taking at least one pharmaceutical drug every day? Now, let's just... Stop there just for a moment and think about this. There is a fruit of the Spirit that we need in our life, and it's a biggie. And it happens to be down at the bottom of the list, but at the bottom of the list, it happens to be for me and for you, self-control. Because of the lack of self-control... Because, guess what? It says the desires of the flesh are against the desires of the spirit. 
One of the desires of the Spirit is self-control. So a lot of our issues is that we have an issue with self-control, and therefore, because we can't manage, then we end up doing and going into the, into the desires of the flesh and maybe grabbing something to try to meet and try to satisfy where I don't have self-control. You see where I'm going here? Guys, I just want to say this. I was raised Baptist. They didn't drink alcohol. They lie. They had it hid way in the back of the cabinet. Okay? Yeah, okay? Okay, now. But since I've been Hebrew roots, sometimes they're, they don't hide it in the back of the cabinet. They got it right there by the sink. Some of them do. But the thing about it is, and this is where we're going to go here in just a little bit, alcoholism and drug abuse is a serious problem amongst the body of Messiah. I ain't talking about the world. I'm talking about the body of Messiah. There's a problem here. Now, I will tell you, and Arnold's mentioned this. He's, he's been up here. Uh, Tiffany's mentioned this. Different ones has mentioned this. Look, we don't have all the great ingredients in our food that we used to have. But it is what it is. This is why we're trying to get back to the basics or get back to where we can have good live food that would help us so we would not have to. But guys, vitamin C, I don't know how much to get. For an example, I was told this by a good friend of mine, Dr. K. He said, if you get sick, cold or whatever, he said, take 5,000, 7,000, just take a lot of vitamin C. You go to the place to where you have loose bowel syndrome, okay, and then you back off. But what is that doing? That's getting the virus out of your system. You don't live on vitamin, you don't live on 7,000 milligrams of vitamin C. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. But all I'm saying is, is by taking vitamin C, is it okay to take it every day? Absolutely. But not 700 or 7,000 or 10,000 milligrams every day. You see what I mean? So what I'm saying is, is there's natural ways of doing some things that we need to do? Yes. Yahweh gave the herbs of the field for us to be able to use it for healing. But there again, and I've said this to Tiffany, we were talking the other day, look, guys, the pharmaceutical field is a multi-billion dollar operation. But so is the herb field. The herb field. I remember when we went to Dr. Hutt over here, whatever his name was. They got me in there. Tammy and all them, remember Sandra, we all got in herbs, your mama's in herbs. And so I had, so we, I've been cleansed every which way, even by the Holy Ghost. I've, I've had liver cleanse. I've had gallbladder cleanse. I've had cleanse, I had toenail cleanse, I've had cleanse. If they got, they had it at the herb store, I got cleanse. Tammy says, you're going to do it. I said, I'll try to do it. And I hung in there for a while until I had to drink an eight-ounce glass of olive oil. That was it. If you ever try to drink it, I will promise you, if there's anything in your body that needs to come out, it will come out when you drink eight ounces of pure olive oil. I'm just saying, y'all try it. Y'all go home, it ain't going to kill you. You might wish you was dead, but it ain't going to kill you. Huh? Oh, I know, put a lot of lemon in to pull out all the gallstones. And buddy, it pulled out more gallstones. I'm just telling you. So what I'm saying is, and one day, Sandra, you testify, girl, you can wave at me because I know you can you can shout if you want to run the pew. Because I'm going to tell you, I, and they said, well, you have to detoxify. Finally, after about eight months, I said, Tammy, when do we quit detoxifying? 
when is the building up stage happen? That wasn't the whole plan. The whole plan was to make me keep coming back and buying more and more and more supplements. Man, I had, I'm, I'm telling you, I was losing weight. Man, my eyes sunken in. I looked like Halloween. And I'm just saying, it just got to a place. I, and I, finally, I quit. I couldn't, even, I couldn't get the man to answer, where's the buildup? Y'all build me up something. You know, give me something that's good instead of cleansing me all the time. So all I want to say is, is this, is both sides, guys, what I always say here, follow the what? Can't get it out of my pocket. Follow the money. Follow the money. Look, these people are in business to make money and make lots of it on both sides of the aisle. But you know what? There are people on both sides of the aisle that's got great hearts that want to help you. They want to genuinely help people. So you got to wade through all of this other stuff to get. So that's why we have to stay focused. We need to, Tammy needs to keep her eyes on the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? And then, how do you like that mouth? That's a, you want me to put lipstick on it, dude? If I had a red pen, I probably would. Okay, let me read this. This is from another commentary piece. It says this, sorcery, which is translated witchcraft, is the service and worship of an occult in the spirit powers apart from the true Elohim. That's really what it is. It's trying to worship Yahweh another way. It's trying to get to Yahweh, just like I said with Saul. He was trying to get to Yahweh through Samuel, who was dead through the witch of Endor. That doesn't work. But it happens, and it's still happening today. It happens today. Um, South Louisiana. I'll say that because I can get her attention now. South Louisiana. They have, is it called a threta? What is that? Threta. It's a what? It's a wizard? Witch doctor? A witch. Yeah, a witch. A threta. That's a witch. They have them today in below I-10. They, they still have that. Over in Haiti, they call them voodoo. New Orleans has got a lot of voodoo. They make these little dolls and they stick these little pins in you and do all that jerking and all that stuff happens. Voodoo. They still worship this today. This is what this is talking about, Pharmatea. This is using this is using poisons. It's using poisons to extract to cause hallucinations. The Indians used to do this. Whenever they go through the rite of passage, they get in a little teepee, they smoke a little something. Smoke a little something to get them comfortable to take that other stuff and drink that other stuff to get in that tent and sweat out all these things. And then they see all the great eagles and they see the alligators and they, they hallucinate. But they're calling down the gods is what they're doing. I mean, a rain dance. What does a rain dance do? They're out there doing rain dances because they need what? Rain. This, is, this, this has gone on. This still goes on today is what I'm saying. This is not that far in from us, but this is what's happening this has nothing to do with penicillin, is what I'm saying, in this, in this regard. So, what I wanted to do today, oh, let me, let me go to this part, because i got to have time for my props. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a website called ourworldindata.org. That's a mouthful. If you want it, I'll give it to you. All right, this is from an article, December... 2019, which is a couple of years old, the article, and it's using numbers from 2017. Listen to this, guys. 
drug use is directly and indirectly. Okay? Whether it's overuse, where people are taking it from the pharmacy, and doctors are just over-prescribing stuff, or indirectly, where you just you got meth and all that. You got direct and indirectly. You got all is responsible for 11.8 million deaths each year. Let that sink in. 11,800,000 deaths, not since the creation of time. This is each year. Each year, all over the world, drug abuse, this drug abuse, that kills that many people when people misuse it. And a lot of this is them cooking it up on their own. Okay? Smoking, alcohol, and drugs used is an important risk factor in early deaths. 11.4 million die prematurely as a result each year. Now we're talking about people that should live a good long life. They're dying because of smoking, tobacco, alcoholism, and drug use. They, they combined all of them. COVID ain't killing that many people every year. And the thing about it is, is why are we not putting a brakes on this right here? You, you see what I'm saying? It's because this right here makes a lot of money. Alcohol makes a lot of money. They're not giving that up because there's a lot of taxes. Drug use, that's why they want to make marijuana legal because they can tax it. Look, if they can make money, they'll if they can tax it, they'll let you they'll let you get after it. But yet they spend billions of dollars also trying to cure you from these things. All I'm saying is, is I'm speaking to us, I'm speaking to the world about this because look, guys, I didn't want to really do this. Because I did. I had to take a little Pepto Bismol myself trying to because I do not want to hurt any I, I want to build up and lift up. But here's the thing. The father's saying there's vices that the body of Messiah has. I'm not speaking to heathen. I'm speaking to believers. There's vices that we have. And because he said, y'all want, y'all believe, you know, in the fruit of the Spirit and all of that, amen. But you can't have the happy if you're doing the bad. It ain't going to work. You know, you can tell them all the feel-good stuff, and you, can, you, can, you can't do it. And look, I will tell you this. Um, Brett Favre. Um, Awesome football player. Just, he's amazing. But he got on painkillers. And he had to get on painkillers because they was killing him during the ball game. But right, but you know what? You don't play, you don't get paid, and finally they'll get rid of you. So you know what? He, I had to play through pain. But he got addicted to the painkiller. But you know what? It ain't his fault. He didn't make it. Somebody gave it to him. But it's the system because it's money. It all wraps around money. This is why we have to be wise. We need to focus. We need to stare where Yahweh has us staring, or we're going to be steering in the wrong direction. Amen? In life. This is what happens. Here's another one. It says, more than half of those who die from alcohol and drug overdoses, now we're talking about alcohol and drug overdoses, more than half of those are under 50 years of age. There's a lot of young people trying to drown out their sorrows or trying to bury whatever hurts. <clears throat> now listen to me. I have compassion on those who are sick. 
Because I, I consider a lot of that a disease. I consider it a disease from this standpoint. Once they get to a place, whether they're lost or whether they're saved or want, look, there's people who have surgeries. And when they come out of surgeries, they can't get off of, of opioids or whatever. But there has to be a way to get people off of that. There's good-hearted people that are hurting, and they get trapped in this world. And the thing is, is there is a pain that happens in their life. I'm not saying I don't have compassion. Because I will tell you this, when I had a back problem, when my back was hurting, and when I tell you it's hurting, guys, you got to understand, it never stopped. My lower back, when it, it hurt, it never stopped. So now we have to manage pain. So finally, the doctor did give me something to at least get me to where, and I cut it in half to get me where I could go to sleep. So in my, because it, it would hit me, just, look, it was only good for 20 minutes. I guess I could have took a, a whole one and got it 40 minutes. I'm just saying, you know, Doug, you went, look, dude, it, it's, you're managing this stuff. So I had to take a half, and I knew that in a half, I got 20 minutes, and it's going to knock me out. And I had my heat pad, and I had that dude, I had a routine. I had that dude time. I was managing chaos. But I could not get to sleep without it. Could I? Couldn't get to sleep. You can't get comfortable. You get comfortable. You get comfortable for 30 seconds, and you do this, ah. And you just, you're, you're in utopia for 30 seconds. And then here this, this, it starts coming back. You say, I ain't believing it. I thought this position was it. I was in every position that you could think of trying to ease that pain. But you know what? And so we were able to do it after a little while. Then you know what? Then I, I'm done with that. I don't know how many uh, pills that they gave me, but probably only took maybe five total and got rid of the rest of them. But what I'm saying is, is they don't, they should not prescribe opioids like B12. That ain't what it's for. But it is to manage pain, and it is do what you need to do in that moment because it is very dangerous. But sometimes from alcoholism and drug abuse, that's just the way it is. All right, now, I wanted to read down the definition of substance use and disorders, and it's this. One of the definitions of, of substance disorders is this, a strong desire, and I, I, I had this because it used the word desire, a strong desire or sense of compulsion to take the substance. There's something there within you that causes that desire or that compulsion. And the other uh, definition is the difficulties in controlling the substance-taking behavior in the terms of its own set, termination, or the level of uses. Now, this is all doctor terms. He would know it more than I would. But there, I'm just saying, I understand there's difficulties. I understand there's a fight and there's a battle. But that's why it says the flesh wars against the spirit. Because there's a war going on because when you're hurting, sometimes you're going to do what you think you need to do. Okay? So, with that said, what I wanted to do was this. Um, give me a moment. I got to get my props out. And I got to put them up on the table. Uh, Tam, you want to come up here and hold the mic for me so I don't ding and bling it around?
Okay, so the first thing we have here, what do we have here? Grapes. That's right. We're going to fruit, grapes. Don't eat them. They are good. They haven't been washed. Y'all see them? Grapes. Grapes are good. Who created the grapes? Yahweh created the grapes. Okay, so in the creation of grapes, which are really good right now because I'm hungry, in the creation of grapes, he gives us that we can eat of the fruit of the vine. But what can you do with grapes? You can, well, at the first, that's right, you can. See, y'all just get right on at it. But you can smash that dude, and you then you can have, yeah, you can have grape juice. Is grape juice alcoholic? No. You drink all this you want, you'll have loose bowels. I'm just going to say it. I don't know what you just had. If you drank that whole bottle, you're going to have it. But you're not going to get drunk off of this, okay? Yahweh, let me ask you this. How many trees do you know that this grows on? None. But yet man decides, instead of just eating, I want to drink it. So man comes up the way. It's like manna. He gives us manna, and then we have a way to try to, because we're not satisfied with it, right? Okay, you can unzip that little green bag. Don't let it bite you. Okay, do you see? Yeah, the little blue one. The blue one, yes. Now, this is also comes from grapes. But this is wine. Because man, in his desire, because he just wasn't satisfied with just drinking grapes. So he comes up and he finds a way for yeast and sugar and all of these little things. It's called fermentation and all that. So he invents this. Now, drinking a glass of wine, is there anything wrong with it? Absolutely not. No more than this is. But in an abuse of anything can make you sick or make you in, get you in trouble. Okay? So, look, this ain't Yahweh's fault. This is man's fault. Because man had to have something other than what Yahweh gives him. But yet, it is permissible. As long as it's not drunkenness. Okay? That's the, that's the work of the flesh is drunkenness. Uh, girl, quit digging in there. That girl is impatient. All right, let's, let's go with this right here. You grab that out there. No, you're not. You're working, but you're working against the spirits, what you're doing. That's, that's, all right, you grab that corn right there, and you put it right there, and i got to go get my other little crop. Clean this up, right? There you go, dude. That's, we got the boy turkey. Okay, so we have turkey. Does turkey like to eat corn? Absolutely they like to eat corn. 
I like to eat corn. But guess what? Man just didn't like to just eat corn. They figured how to turn corn into what? Whiskey. So since we have a turkey, do I have whiskey in there? I don't have you should run everything by me first. So, can you uh, get this bag right here out for me and, and just pull it out for me? Yeah. The, yeah, and, and just, I'll just leave it in the bag. Can I unravel this thing here? So, guess what we got here? If you, yeah, there you go, somebody knew what wild turkey is. Now, the lid is not broken, so Tammy's stash is still good. So, just to let everybody know. Now, let me tell you guys one thing. Let me tell y'all one thing. Y'all remember Jacob and the angel? If the angel would have come to Tammy and said, Thou shalt drink wild turkey. The angel would have been the one that left with a limp. Because she ain't drinking it. Because she doesn't like alcohol at all. That's why I couldn't tell her what I was doing. Because I'm going to get a lecture when I get home. But here again, man comes up with this. Because they wasn't satisfied with just the corn. Now, what I want to do is. is uh, do you have a glass? Okay, hand me a glass. <coughs> Guys. This is a glass, okay? This is a what? A shot glass. A shot glass is a lot of these. Well, right? Well, yeah, you got to do a, a shot glass to do it. Like, yeah, that's a lot of those. Yeah, there you, there you go. Help me. I know you are. How about some lemon? Let me have this. But let me ask you a question. We have lemon and we have honey. When you have a lemon and you have honey with this glass, with some water, it's for healing. It can take care of sore throats. It can take care of what flu. It can take care of a lot of things. When you have this, honey, lemon, this with water. Not honey, lemon, this with water. Because if you drink this, this, I mean, look, this is it. You drink this and you drink all of this, you're going to forget you had a sore throat. That's all that's going to do. It's not going to cure your sore throat. You're just going to forget it. But when you wake up, you're still going to have a sore throat, okay? Yeah, and a bad headache. That's right. You're going to have more than just a sore throat when you wake up. So what am I saying here is this, that man goes, and Yahweh's fault this showed up. Can't blame him for that. Man goes, and he cooks all of this down, uses the steel, and figures out how to make alcohol. When he makes alcohol, then this is what he has. If this walks along, this will lead to drunkenness. This is sin. But if you use it for medicinal, it's not a problem with it because it can bring healing to your body. Now, you don't have to go do this. I'm not telling everybody to go out to the store and buy wild turkey. You ought to see me in the store trying to get this stuff. That's why I didn't tell her I was there. 
I was definitely a turkey out of a turkey. I was like a turkey shoot. I was like, please, Father, let nobody see me in a liquor store. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Father really had me to do this teaching for me to have to go in there and do this, right? I'm just glad they knew I was over 18. Okay, so now, no issue. All right, grab those dudes. Pour them in a basket. And then I'm going to hold. Now, let me, what? Boy, show somebody knows what's happening. I know, right? I had to look it up. And I'm, and I'm claiming that. Potatoes. Rusted potatoes. I didn't know this. You can grab that other bottle if you don't think it's going to jump on you. That potatoes fermented and cooked up is where vodka comes from. <laughs> this, yeah, this is probably poured down the sink if everybody don't beat me in the head. But anyway, but what I'm saying is, is so there again, Yahweh gives us food. What does man do because of the flesh? He finds that I don't, and I don't know because I didn't have time to look it up. I don't know how you would get a potato. I mean, you mash it. You got mashed potatoes. You put gravy on it. So I don't know what you would have to do to ferment that dude to get it to where sugar. I guess sugar's with everything. Sugar's of the devil, evidently. Huh? I know. Well, hey, that's right. They got a lot of steel workers. So anyway, so what happens is, is this. But I, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just using the proper things and just letting you know that really and truly, look, there's things that are good for you, and there's things that are not good for you. But what decides that is this right here. Is it the works of the flesh, or is it the fruit of the Spirit? That's the key. But the flesh causes us to do things that we would not normally do want to do. Is there anything else in this? Y'all got all my little props out. So what I wanted to say is this in this teaching. Yahweh creates things for our good. Man decides he's bored with it and he changes it a little bit, which is not a problem here. But then it gets to where there's a problem. I don't know how they act. I don't know how I really don't know. I don't know who was the first guy that made alcohol or figured it out. I don't know. Maybe y'all know. Well, yeah, Noah, yeah, Noah had a problem with alcohol, so it was gone way before Noah because Noah got drunk. He drank too much of this. And it wasn't, he just drank, didn't drink too much of this. So it shows you in the scripture that there was drunkenness that went way back before Noah. And I guarantee you it wasn't just this either. A lot of it was, they didn't name it wild turkey, but I can tell you they, because the Bible calls it strong drink. So the strong drink and all of these things, no doubt, go way back, way before Noah was around. And guess what? Believe it or not, Yahweh wipes out everybody but Noah and his children, but that, that recipe evidently made it through the flood. Somehow or another, because somehow or another, it just, somebody that came back still knew how to do this. Because we have it today. Yes. I would think it would go back to the principle of the seed, right? It starts as a seed. It grows into fruit. And then that fruit can become many other things. And we see that with the pine seed. The pine seed becomes a tree. And then it can become furniture. It can become a house, two by four, whatever. 
So it can become many things. So I think that's how we end up, you know, with juice because it was never intended just to stay as a seed. It becomes fruit and it can become many things. I, I think the opportunity to develop self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit, is is why is is the contrast, right? We had the all these trees you may freely eat, and there's the tree of life, but in the midst of the garden is a tree you're not allowed to eat of, and that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there's many, many things we can do and develop and create that is for our good and for our pleasure. It's when we abuse it instead of use it that we get in trouble. And then, and so my father, this was his public testimony, he became an alcoholic. So my father, who did teach that you could uh, drink wine and, and anything as long as you didn't get drunk, he was one that could not touch it because he was an alcoholic and he would never touch it. He tried in the beginning and he said, I just can't do it. It's just not for me. So others may, Paul said others may, but I may not do certain things. So it's, it might be okay, but it's not expedient for certain ones to do that. So I think that would be, you know, the better is that we are never designed for anything to remain a seed and just keep looking at the form. We also understand there's a function and it, it can become many things, but what do we do with it? Do we abuse it or do we use it? And that is where he is bringing us today. And you know this whole concept, I was, uh, as I was sitting down there earlier when you made the concept, we're studying about the fruit of the Spirit, and we want to be a well-watered garden in scorched places. Well, every fruit is primarily made up of what? Water. So when we bear the fruit, we're going to have water because fruit is a high-water content. I don't think it's any coincidence that he uses those, uh, that concept of fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's about producing, yes, of course. But it is interesting that fruit is very filled with water. And I think that's the message for us today, um, not to take away from any other part of the message, is that we need to ha be a people that are self-controlled in every way and never, ever abuse it but use what he's given us for his good. Look, the, the awesome thing is, even if you're allowed to drink wine and you're not, you don't have an issue with alcohol, it is holy unto Yahweh. And if you just had that concept, this is holy unto Yahweh, you would never take it too far because you would know that it would not bring him glory and honor to do so. Amen. Well, give my sister a big hand. Amen. You did good. Vanna White. No, but anyway, and, and that's what I did want to do is capitalize on what she said. Because Bill was an alcoholic before he got saved. I, he would never, I would never recommend this, this concoction here. Because the thing about it is, just this little bit, where'd that little shot glass go? Over, just this little bit can trigger something in his life. Just that little bit can trigger something, even if it's mixed with this. And what could happen is, is it could end up being going back to full-blown Dependency on something. Because addictions, guys, are strong. They are strong in people's lives. Doesn't matter what the addictions are, they're strong. And if you think you ever get to the place that where you, you conquered that, you can forget that. That's why it says flee. It flees. An alcoholic has to flee this. It doesn't matter even if it's in medicine form, he has to flee this. He has to, get, he has to be healed some other way. 
He has to get it from, there's just no way that this little, you got to do your sore throat, you're just going to have to do salt water. You know what I'm saying? You're just going to have to do something like that. So this is why this is important to me is, is this is, I have seen even in the, in the body of Messiah, and I'm not talking about lost people, and I just want to say this, this right here is not for condemnation, but it is for, for conviction. Because that's what his word is supposed to do is to convict, convict us to do what's right but not condemn us because of, because the thing about it is, is if, and I'm talking to, I'm just throwing it out there as level as I can throw it out there. Yahweh knows what's going on in our life. You can tell him because he already knows. That's why confession is important. If there's issues, it's in our life. But there again, we have to know our boundaries as she's talking about. And that has to do with what we talk. What are your desires? Our desires, if they are from the Holy Spirit, then self-control is one of them. And there's a reason why that was put in there. Because most of us don't have self-control. We want to do, we want to eat, we want to do what we want to do because it makes our flesh, who's screaming at us, our flesh will scream at us to do things that are not right. It, it just does. That's why I just can't overemphasize this point enough that the flesh is in a war, not a battle, a war with the spirit. And the spirit is in a, is in a war with the flesh. <clears throat> because you know as well as I do, I'm going to tell you, because I don't, I don't drink, okay? But I will tell you, when I, when I had to go buy this stuff, I felt funny. I felt funny just going in the store. And, but here was the deal. Not only did I just feel funny, but when I went in the store, I was really, I, I was not only vexed, but I was, when I saw, now look, I went in the store. They opened at 9 o'clock, in case y'all want to know. No. But anyway, they opened. So I went early. I went early so, you know, I would only see Christians. No, no, I didn't. I went early because usually you don't have a big crowd there, but there was a handful of people in there. And then it dawned on me, these people are in there because they need it now. It wasn't because they was going to drink it tonight. They were they was in there because when they got back to their car, they was going to get ahead of that. And then it dawned on me. Then I, I felt, I prayed, I just felt compassion for these people that, that salvation and that, because I'm going to tell you, addiction is not funny. And, and it's hard, it's hard on people. And, and so I have the compassion, but at the same time, the lack of self-control in our lives, even early on, gets us to a place, now there has to be intervention. There's intervention through prayer, there's intervention through programs, there's intervention through whatever the Spirit leads for people to do to make sure if they've gone too far, and this is the reason why I think the Father really wanted me to minister this, not just for here, but it's also for the people that's going to be watching on HRN that goes out that, that's been that's allowed themselves to get into this place in their life and they need help. And so I just want to pray now. And like I said before, I'm going to close with this first. I want to tell you again that I am not telling anybody that's under doctor's care to get out from under their doctor's care. That's not what this is about. This is not to turn around and say, well, you know what? I can live by faith and I just want no, don't do that. Because you can end up being sick. Something can happen to you. You do what you need to do. Now, if you want to talk something alternative, you find a doctor that can get you off of maybe uh, 
a pharmaceutical part and get you on another part, that's a great way to do it. But don't just go cold turkey. You might act like a wild turkey. No, you won't. But you just got to be serious. I mean, yes, go ahead. You want to hand him the mic so it, oh, it's this. Many times, um, you know, when you, when you say the phrase, what are your desires? Many, many, many times, probably 100% of the time, no one desires to be an addict. No one desires to be an alcoholic. Um, and sometimes they're not staring at something that they want to be. Sometimes they're being steered by the group of people they're hanging around with. So we got to be really careful that, oh, well, that's not my desire. Well, who are you hanging around with that might steer you, steer you in this way? You know, uh, they put me on a lot of medication. But, but the biggest thing that I thought of, my desire is not to be hooked on this medication. So I was praying, Heavenly Father, please allow me to get off of these things. So even though it's not your desire, we, it, it, could, it could come upon you through so many different ways. So we have to be cautious. Excellent point. And that's what this is about. This is what I wanted to do the teaching about. I just know that the Father laid it on my heart. This is something that I didn't really covet to do. But, you know, I sort of felt like with, with just, you know, because, I mean, look, he woke me up at 2.30 in the morning. I guess he thought that was a joke. But he woke me up at 2.30 in the morning, and I was as wide awake as I could. And, I mean, he was, he was showing me all of these little prop deals. And I'm like, can you show me that, <laughs> you know, when I get up at 7? But anyway, <laughs> but he's showing that stuff at 2.30. So I'm, I'm just, and I'm telling you, remember I told you, how did you sleep? I was up all night. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. But the Father put it on me, and he, he etched that in there. So I know that the Father is going to reach somebody and minister to somebody about something. Because this is about freedom. And this is about walking free. This is about operating in the fruits of the Spirit. Because, guys, where we're headed in these last days, they can't, addictions has to be gone in Yeshua County. I mean, it has to be. You've got to be clear thinking. You've got to be able to move, and you've got to be able to move with the body of Messiah. You can't be going, because I will tell you, this is why I think that Paul wrote this in there like he did. The works of the flesh, he said, all of these things will not inherit the kingdom. But I just, I just really want us to know that, that my heart's desire is, is not to condemn anybody in here, but to convict a heart for wherever, amen, to where we can do what's right. And there again, um, let's just love one another, we don't look down on one another, and because uh, I will, look, I will tell you this, and I've said this before, sometimes people say, I don't know how I got here, I don't want to know how they got there, I don't want to know, because if I know, then guess what, I'm there, but if I have been there, and, and the Father has delivered me, He can use these people to help other people get to where we need to be. Amen. All right, let's pray. Redeemer.